Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. And now, your host, Norbert Strapler, the CEO of Sync Spider. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. My name is Norbert and today I'm talking to TQ from um, LTV Plus. Is it right? Yeah, LTV Plus is, is the right name for that. Uh, <laughs> that great correct. tool. Um, and it's all about live chats and customer support agents and CX consulting and retentation. So everything you need to make a perfect experience on your e-commerce store. Welcome. Thanks a lot for having me on the show, Norbert. It's uh, it's great. I'm glad we finally caught up. I know there's been yeah. a, a bit of uh, pushing and pulling in terms of scheduling the dates, but uh, you know you're a busy person as well, and I know your podcast has a lot of <laughs> has a lot of guests. So glad I can speak on the show. Yeah, I'm very very happy to have you because it's so important that we talk about um, about the experience that users might have on a web store and how to really make the user bound to that store and bound to the products and to the brands and custom experience in that case is so important. But uh, first tell me, how do you first get in the e-commerce world? How sure. do you land there? So, yeah, well, well, how, how do we end up here? Well, so when we first started our business, and this is uh, end 2017, early start 2018, uh, we came in with the concept of offering live chat outsourcing. You know, we figured that chat is a really good way uh, to convert more people on sites. And back then, we were offering this for SaaS and e-commerce businesses. But it just so happened that as, as our clientele developed over time, we realized that a lot of the clients that we were working with uh, are coming from uh, the e-commerce space. And a lot of them are actually Shopify and Shopify Plus stores. Gradually, that developed into pr uh, providing the full omni-channel customer service uh, setup. So, you know, we cover chat, email, phones, um, you know, social media, SMS. And that just became a part of, a part of our, let's just say, our core services at LTV Plus. And we realized, you know, we were seeing a lot of traction in e-commerce. We were realizing that we got a lot of good feedback and best practices by working with different, you know, e-commerce stores. And so we took that and shared that with, you know, like the best practices with other clients and therefore gradually, ideally establishing ourselves as in, as a, as a, you know, as player here in e-commerce that, you know, that's kind of like our main focus uh, as an mm -hmm. outsourcing business. And do you only work for e-commerce or also for um, tools or SaaS applications or is it the main focus? So the main focus is e-commerce, that's true, but we do have SaaS businesses that we support as well. We don't, you know, put that up on our site because I, I, we think it kind of distracts people from the core messaging, but we do have clients that come through uh, that are SaaS businesses as well. Mm -hmm. And how do you proceed? So um, a new customer appears, um, how do you get that customer onboarded? Sure. So usually we first get on a call, uh, you know, we, we get a consultation call to understand what their needs are. Because two things that can happen there. One, first of all, we get the requirements that you know, our clients uh, or pros uh, uh, prospective clients have. The second thing is to probably unearth other opportunities that uh, our clients uh, or future clients could already work on 
or you know these are other opportunities that we could be working on together as a result, right? So you know, for example, uh, maybe a a a store comes to us and says that they you know they they just thought about having email support, but we realize they don't have live chat uh, on there, and then we probably would discuss why that's the case and figure out. If there's a good use case there, how can we increase conversion rates with, uh, with live chat? And then we kind of have that conversation on board. And then, you know, after that, it's really just, okay, once we have the consultation and, you know, we work things out and everyone's happy, we get started. We have an onboarding period of about three months or less. And then, you know, um, during that three months already, our agents technically would be live, uh, but they, they have a bit of handholding uh, with our clients or just to make sure that they're learning that. But by the end of three months maximum, um, the agents are ready to go. And that's pretty much it, really. Yeah. We, we like to keep it as simple and as concise as possible. Yeah, understandable. And how many languages do you support? Uh, well, uh, let's see here. Um, I have to count. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. so well, no, well, the core language is English. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, some of the other languages that we support are popular ones are like German, French, Italian. Spanish, Portuguese, and recently more so Mandarin. Uh, but we do have requests for other languages as well. Sometimes, you know, uh, like like Swedish or Norwegian. It really just depends on the requirements. And uh, I think one thing to remember for us here is that we are a completely remote company. So getting the right people with the right language skills is definitely not a problem. Yeah, that's good. And and how do you charge your customers? Um, is this per ticket or uh, is it an hourly rate or how do you how do you manage that? Sure. So usually when we work with clients, um, we offer a per agent per set number of hours every month. So it's a very, we want to keep it as lean as possible. So we don't mm -hmm. do like a, a, you know, we we know that there are the businesses that are doing really well offering on a per ticket basis, on a per hour basis. But we're very focused on just the agents because uh, what we do here is that we offer only dedicated agents. So today, let's say, you know, um, if, the, if, if we have like a team of agents working for you, they're only going to be working for you when they're online because we find that that gives undivided attention. It gives the agents a chance to learn more about your brand, you know, and speak like your like the way that you want your agents to speak for, mm -hmm. for your brand. And how can I can I um, um, think about that as an, a web store owner? At what at what point would you recommend to implement, let's say, a live chat or uh, such a customer service that you provide? Sure. So if you're just starting out. Uh, I can understand why people would want to just offer email support from the beginning, because at least that way you do have time to kind of field those questions, get back to people. And there isn't that real time pressure to get back to people in live chat. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'd say, you know, once you are seeing somewhere between five to 6,000 conversations across different channels, uh, you know, and, and you're ready to scale up your operations or your customer service, to provide coverage 24-7, for example, or maybe 16-7. Mm -hmm. That's kind of when, you know, it's a good time to hit us up on, on at LTP Plus to figure out if that's, uh, to figure out what's the best fit there and how we can extend your team. Because we usually see a, a good mix of things here. We see, for example, um, clients who have their own customer service team and they want to maybe move their team members to more strategic roles. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where they come and work with us so that we're able to take care of the legwork, but also bringing... And also bringing together the uh, expertise that we have and other best practices that we've seen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm, and from your extensive experience working with those e-commerce businesses, what sets the winners apart from the rest? 
<laughs> so this is going to be a little bit more biased, um, <laughs> but I, but I'd say I think like the number one thing because again we're a customer service outsourcing company. But uh, jokes aside, I think one of the really key things that an e-commerce brand should always consider is how the overall customer experience is. Uh, delivered, right? Yep. So we're, uh, of course, this goes past customer service, but speaking from our standpoint, it's really, you know, how soon do you get back to people? Because like, you know, if I were to engage with someone on chat or email, I kind of want to get a reply as soon as possible. Otherwise, I might have, a, like the longer people wait, the experience kind of gets worse over time. Because like, hey, you know, I emailed this store for like two, day, two days ago, they still have not gotten back to me about where my order is. Something as basic as that, you know, you want to take your customer service really seriously because we say that contact centers or your customer service is a profit channel, right? Mm -hmm. You treat your customers right. You get back to people well, uh, well on time. And also not just giving them an automated response, but rather understanding them, speaking with them, connecting with them. That's a really good way to build that reputation that you have as a brand. That's a really good way to set the expectations that customers know that you are very proactive about, it, about customer service. And therefore, when they purchase, they know what to expect. They're very happy to purchase from you. And on top of that, they would also recommend your brand to you know, their friends, family, uh, colleagues, or, or whichever. I can even give like a really good example here. I had a friend who was shopping at a... I won't name any brands, but like he was shopping at a brand for uh, certain things. Like he, he was shopping for stuff for a while and then he got an email that said like, hey, here's a discount code to use it. And he was like, cool, it's on discount. So I'm, I'm willing to go purchase it. So he, he's in a discount. And then what happens is the discount code doesn't work. And so yeah. it's like, you know, they're, they're kind of just like, you know, I, I had this promise, but now it's not delivered. So yep. what could have happened here? And here's the thing. He waited and also still emailed customer support, but never got a reply for two to three days. And so like what could have been done there, for example, is to for, um, you know, either get customer service to reply as soon as possible, which would improve the overall experience, or maybe even sending a text message to just quickly rectify that uh, the, 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 the issue there. Because if one person experienced it, there could be hundreds, and other, hundreds of other people who are trying this discount code and it's not working. And therefore, you had just lost like a good opportunity for sales. Yeah, got it. Got it. Absolutely. Um and what do you think, what should a business leader in e-commerce take care of, um, especially when it comes to operations? Is it um, to get a good customer support or is it something like um, getting the automation done, um, putting the effort on bringing the products into different uh, marketplaces? What do you think is um, most important for those e-commerce stores to grow? Wow, that is a very, very deep question. <laughs> this is this is uh, this is a uh, well, that, I, I like that. that that's, this is the uh, first time I've ever been asked that. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Let me think here. So, if we were talking about um, operations wise, I'd say you know the first thing that you want to do is to be able to scale within the market. Really, no. Okay, first of all, like understanding how you're going to scale. Uh, in the market that you're getting the most traction from, right? So ensuring that your, you know, your logistics are in place, your supply chain is working well. And on top of that, you know, it's really interesting that you brought up automation as well. Like, you know, how much of the experience can you uh, automate so that that ideally reduces the number of friction and also the possible chances of error? So, so here's, a, here's a good example. Like when we talk about um, customer service, and I come back to that again, um, if you're not considering how you can optimize it, 
take for example basic questions like where's my order or like you know simple like what's your what's your refund policy like if you could have that on your chat bubble and people could just click that and just say okay where's my order number one you would client customers would easily be able to get the answers that they want very quickly without having to you know talk to you and they and uh, there is, I can't remember the stats around this right now, but I know that there is some satisfaction when customers are able to get the uh, answers that they want on their own terms, which is good. The other aspect of that as well is, you know, you would have just saved your customer service team some time, right? Because, you know, they don't have to answer all these uh, all these types of inquiries uh, unless it's something more complex or something that requires more uh, analysis to get back to, right? You know, to understand how you like to uh, kind of create those responses. So um, I'd say, yeah, like, you know, a good folk, like, first of all, like, like understand how you're going to deliver well in one market that, you know, you're getting the most traction from. And number two, um, automating what you can, making sure that you reduce the, uh, the chances for errors, but at the same time, also understanding that that could help lift a serious amount of work for you. And that help, that would ideally help keep your operational margins more affordable as a result. Yeah. Great answer. I love that. Yeah. And automating, I think, is really uh, a very important key to success um, because it saves you so much time for doing more important things. Um, I know automation is, uh, is something that is very time-consuming at a specific point and you need a lot of time to really make something perfect. But yeah. as soon as you set it up one time, you never need to take care about that specific thing anymore. And this is a so much time saver um, for customers. And I think as is as important as being very good in the support because also here, automation, in my opinion, happens. Um, when, when, when you say the part of order, where is my order? This is something... Um, I'd say for a bot. So um, yeah. initially for a bot, and 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 after that, if there is any specific question about the order, like why is it late or something yeah. like this, then a person comes in. But you did not need to chat with the person uh, before, and you saved a lot of time taking care for another client, which is absolutely um, reducing waiting time. Um, yep. What what is the waiting time that a that a, that a customer um, is 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 willing to wait before the chat appears? Uh, well, um, I think this differs from and like verticals to verticals. Like you know, if you're if you're like um, offering fashion or you know if your yours is a fashion store, or if you're selling maybe fitness supplements, for example, I think that kind of differs across the board. But one thing that never changes is as soon as possible. Yeah. Right? So that never uh, never changes, especially with live chat, people want it almost instantly. Uh, but so one of the things that we do is that we do our best to ensure that every chat is answered to uh, answered within 30 seconds, I'd say, mm -hmm. 15 to 30 seconds maximum. But this, no, so it can be super instant if the volume is not high. But once the volume gets really, you know, uh, crazy, and that's kind of where there's going to be a, a bit of delay. And I think people do have that partial um, expectation that they know that they have to sort of wait. I mean, we are, we have, like you and I, like, you know, when we go shopping or when we ask for support uh, live chat, you know, we're, we could be anywhere. Like they even give you like a queue number. You're like nine minutes to your queue. I, I remember there was once um, I wanted to hit up Zoom support. And because nah. when the <laughs> pandemic hit, yeah, did you, you, did you had know? luck. <laughs> Did you have luck? <laughs> yeah, no, well, I didn't have any luck. Like, like yeah. I only got back, I, know. I only got a reply like a few days or a few weeks later. It was, it was super funny. But understandably, because they had to scale so quickly, right? Like, yeah. You know, with the pandemic and everything. Um, but like, yeah, so so when you see things like nine minutes or 10 minutes, it kind of turns off, you know, it kind of turns you off as a result. And like, you don't really want to have that conversation. Yes. 
Um, but there is there is one that you can probably consider differently, and that is, you know, with uh, with uh, um, with text messaging. That's kind of where the uh, with email you have a bit of leeway, but people still kind of um, expect something within the first few hours or something like that, depending on how urgent the request is. But with text messaging, there's a bit more leeway because, for example, if I were to text uh, a company. You know, and then like if I don't check my phone for a while, there might be that I'd still be cool with sort of waiting it out a little bit longer because there's no pressure like of it being like live chat. However, it's still fairly conversational enough where it's you put concise information into a small uh, bunch of characters versus like an extensive email, right? And truth be told, SMS I think it's kind of it has it's obviously increasing in popularity. And the other thing here is that with emails, there's just a lot of noise in your inbox. Sometimes people just don't check. So, so yeah. Do do people still use SMS, or is it switching to WhatsApp or uh, or or Telegram or or Signal? Oh, I think right now we're seeing a lot on SMS, at least with the U.S. market right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's kind of coming together pretty nicely. And in fact, what's what's really cool is that um, I just found out a statistic from my partnership manager the other day. Uh, he was saying that most SMSs are open within like 90% or 95, no, sorry, 90 or 96% of SMSs are open. Like, you know, that's a really, yeah. really, really high open rate. That's crazy, yeah. right? So That's crazy, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess like with WhatsApp or Telegram, that could be an option as well. And that is definitely gaining traction. But I think SMS is probably still the fairly safe one because, you know, WhatsApp, Telegram, these are very platform specific, but you know that every phone has an SMS, uh, not, mm-hmm. like you can receive SMSs. So, yeah. Yes, it's interesting. Um, I, I, I here in Austria, I see seldom the the people writing SMS or uh, communicating the support way. Of course, automated SMS like uh, your delivery is on the way. This is a tracking number. This is okay, absolutely typical. Or when you um, need to go to the uh, to the to the car um, uh, company to fix your car or to have the service done, you got an SMS. So at advertisement or transactional SMS, but seldom that I hear uh, customer support on, on SMS. More yeah. on WhatsApp here. So Yeah. But you, 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 this, that's, the, that's the interesting thing here. So yeah. that's why, like, you know, one really good example is uh, we can talk about the card abandonment recovery, right? So yeah. one of the things that can happen here is, like, if someone were to, you know, shop for a bit, but they never really, like, like didn't buy anything they left, then like, you know, you could like, you could have an automated message that goes out and says like, you know, hey, it's GQ here. I saw that you had these items in our cart. Let me know if you're interested in purchasing them and I could, uh, I'll see if I can get you a discount. Something as simple as that, right? And then what yeah. happens is, yeah, and then someone says, yeah, sure, you know, I'd be interested in that. And then you, and then your customer service agent can then reply and say, hey, I managed to get you a 10% discount code. Like, and I've already applied it to your cart. Did you want to add any other items or whatever? And so over the chat, perfect. you can then perfect. I, I yeah. love that. It's perfect. It's exactly how you're talking. This is what I would expect from a from a sales agent on an on an e-commerce <laughs> store. It's perfect, really. Yeah. But the thing is, like, look, you're you're just meeting your customers where they are, right? If they're yeah. happy to reply over SMS and they can just tell you a bunch of stuff and you can take care of it for them, all they have to do is click the link and make the payment. Boom, it's easy. It's just like so much easier for, for customers today to shop. And again, the point is we want to cut through noise. There's just so many channels where your customers willing to engage and not be not feel harassed or yeah. not feel pressured. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, we, we we came back to um to automations a bit because of that now. Um what what do you think? Uh what role do you see automation playing in e-commerce in the next few years? Automation. Uh, well, I think it's like it's gonna be, you know, 
there's just going to be so much on the market that will allow you to streamline your operations to the point uh, that maybe the most basics of stuff can be done easily and fairly quickly so that you're not, you know, you're not um, having to rely too much on that's all. Okay. So how, I guess a really good way to put this is just understanding like, you know, how, where manpower and automation comes in. Right. So I, I had a really long conversation with a friend the other day about this. And we were saying, we'll probably see the transition where it's like, there's going to be, you know, tech is evolving at a very fast pace. And so we're going to see more like probably um, managers of the, these technologies to do whatever it is that they need to do versus kind of like having manual, not saying manual labor, but like people having to carry out certain processes manually, right? Of course, this will take some time, you know, automating certain aspects of like, you know, uh, like even for like chat, for example, like we talked about chatbots, like you just order and stuff like that. But once you get super smart, once you have a lot of, uh, what do you call it? A lot of information to develop your chatbot or uh, further, right? And people are getting used to chatbots as long as they can get the answers and the experiences right. But maybe in the future, what you'll have is people managing the chatbots and a, and a very strong core team of like L2 or L3 types of customer service mm-hmm. agents so that they're, that instead of just the level one support that's being done, a lot of more of it will be automated because the bots will be smart enough to have that conversation or, or automating like, a, a much wider range of inquiries. So I think gradually and gradually you'll see like, you know, teams kind of lean down because of technology as a result. Okay, got it. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have any quick wins for e-commerce businesses? So I'd say that, you know, uh, I can offer like uh, the top three here that yeah. I can think of. So the first one is if you don't have chat already on your site, but and you've never tested it, now would be the best time. And don't just have chat on your site, like incrementally. Okay, you can have chat on your site to have people engage, see how that works out so that your team can manage that. Outside of that, you want to think about how you can map out and understand how customers are browsing your site. So for example, if you're getting, if you see like a, uh, you know, a customer browsing between your um, two or three categories of your products, right? Maybe that's a good time to hit them up and say, hey, I saw you checking out this collection. Did you need help picking out a product, right? And so that way you kind of like anticipate and jump in when the customer actually needs your help uh, and engage those conversations. Because, you know, live chat does increase uh, more content convergence for the most part. So it's something for you to A-B test and see how that works out. Uh, The second, second tip I can offer is that, you know, like we talked about text messaging. If you don't, uh, well, most, most people have some form of email uh, recovery campaigns in place, right? If someone leaves their card, what about SMS? Have you done that? And if so, if you've done that, great. But also, are you taking on a more humane approach where it's like, okay, cool. Um, you know, we are, uh, we, we send out a message as a person, uh, although it's automated. And then we start that converse, two-way conversation with with people who left the, uh, who left their cards and then recovering those. That, that's another avenue for you to uh, recover lost revenue. The third one is if you are a subscriptions-based e-commerce brand, those uh, both both tips one uh, tips one and two apply to you. And on top of that, um, for tip number two, you can also consider that for people who might uh, where you know where their credit cards are declining, and like okay, cool, maybe you can start a text conversation with them to let them know that their credit card didn't work out, you know, and, and they want to make sure that the subscription stays active, and then start a conversation to recover that involuntary churn as a result. So I'd say those are my top three. Okay, cool. Um, and the last question for today. <laughs> uh, who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? Who has taught me the most about e-commerce in my career? 
does it have to be one person? No. <laughs> no. no it also can be Google. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Well, okay. Obviously, we learn a lot from Google, but I but I'd say that a lot of what we learn are really from our clients and partners. So, yeah. you know, you start out with your basic understanding, but I think unless you get your feet dirty and, you know, you are actually on the front lines kind of figuring things out, you don't really learn what it's like. So I, I, I'd say most of what we learned today are coming from our clients and partners and how we've been able to work with them to help them as best as we can. So thanks a lot, clients and partners, to everyone that we've worked with. Awesome. This is the best answer that you could give. Learning from the clients, seeing what they do, uh, improve their businesses. And what I have learned today, and thank you so much for your time. It was really a pleasure talking to you. Um, Again, customer support is really, really important. Being in time, so being fast, um, helping the users have a good conversation. Um, abundant card, as you said, card recovery, uh, very important part. And um, put a live chat on your e-commerce store. If you don't have it, put a live chat there. It really can turn around specific customer opinions. It can help you make that sale because people want to have people um, and they want to talk and they want to chat. And this is really one of the best things. Um, I can just um, 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 also say my experience. Um, I sometimes, of course, uh, as everyone, go to Amazon. And if yeah. there is something that I... Uh, cannot resolve there if there is a conflict with an order or something like that. And you open up the chat three, four minutes maximum and you have someone to talk to and they are always nice and responsive. And I think this is the way to go um, to really impress the customer, satisfy the customer and it will turn out in a lot of revenue. That is true. That is very true. Customer, the customer experience is so crucial. Yeah. And I think that's also what sets brands apart from each other. Yeah. Thank you very, very much. And yeah, stay safe. Good Thanks luck with the company. Thanks so much. Bye. Catching up with you. Yeah. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app, and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.